Yeah. My pussy is my Guess pussy. right. Your pussy yeah. is your exactly. pussy. Exactly. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a man a was killed at one of the yes. Big Apple's most notorious homeless shelters on Friday. A brutal attack follows a spate of violent crimes at city-run facilities. 56-year-old man was discovered laying on a bed in a pool of blood with his neck sliced and uh, and wrapped in wire inside a a room at, at uh, Bellevue's Men's Center, Men's Center on East 30th Street and First Avenue around 8.25 in the morning. Uh, it's apparently a, just a horrible suicide. What a way to go. I mean, would you would you cut your throat like that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of work when you could just take some That's pills. Joe Lazito, yeah. Uh, there was quite a, a bit of blood, according to a police source. Uh, well, this is uh, NYPD Assistant Chief William Aubrey. Uh, he said, if you look at the room, you look at the body... There was a struggle. So the guy was fighting against himself, you know, trying to know clearly it's a murder. Uh, These homeless shelters are very dangerous, and that's why a lot of people prefer to sleep on the street, I guess. But it's it's not affordable housing isn't the issue. It's it's not. It's it's this rampant mental illness. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess obviously there's a poverty element there, but uh, yeah, I, I always think like there's got to be a way out, you know, Joe? Uh, yeah. And by the way, they don't all like to sleep on the street. They love sleeping in Penn Station. Oh, yes, of course. I have to step yeah. over them and smell them. And, uh, you know, I do have some sympathy. I'm not Sometimes you have to get up close to smell them, you know. Uh, yeah, but sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. No, they they have a they have a reek, uh, you know. And really, that's the homeless people is like one of the more pleasing smells at Penn Station. You know, I mean, it smells like that sewage problem that they have. I thought Good the homeless were God. the sewage problem. Mm-mm. No, no, they they could not produce a much enough sewage to keep it that way year round. I don't Oof. think uh, the man whose name was not released shared the room with two other residents. Uh, who they're wanted uh, by police at this point, obviously, for questioning. Makes sense because they, they would be the guys that were there. Probably. Yeah, probably. I'm, <laughs> prime I'm sure they didn't, have, they didn't have to narrow people down there. You Did know? you guys see anything that might have caused uh, everything to be in disarray and for there to be a lot of blood on the floor and for this guy to be dead? It seems as if, yeah, I mean, where were they? You know what I mean? They weren't at work. Yeah, no, they weren't at work. Um, and I'm not. Tr- I'm not one of these like go to work because fuck you know. I mean, look at me. You know, I, I I barely work at all ever. I don't know if I work at all. Look, work is a thing that you know what I I read a sticker that once that said fuck work before it fucks you, and I thought there you go. That's my attitude from now on. That's actually not a bad philosophy. Yeah, my dad I think subscribed to that philosophy too. He he owned his own business, but and he he did it because he couldn't stand anybody telling him what to do. Yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate. I have a good job and everything, but I could definitely see where people wouldn't like that. So, well, do people tell you what to do when you're there? At my job? Yeah. No, my boss treats me like an adult, so he basically knows I know what I'm doing. And I mean, he'll give me tasks to do, but uh, it's not like he's standing over my shoulder. He doesn't tell you what to do; he gives you tasks to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. Like he's a, he's a, he gets it. Well, there is a trade off too because yeah. you get uh, a, a nice big fat paycheck uh, every single uh, week or two, I guess. Every week, and then and then you use that to buy things like food and shelter and, right. and luxuries in life, and uh, get probably gifts for the wife and the kids. Christmas coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to hate Christmas shopping, and and now I'm I'm kind of glad that like uh, we we in my family we've abandoned all that. We don't really buy gifts anymore. The problem the problem is um, when I was single or even first 
being with my wife. It's hard for me to even imagine you being single. It was a long time ago. Um, I used to like doing Christmas shopping like the 23rd or the 24th because I'm a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. And then the pressure's on and you have to do it. And the thing with Andrea is if she could, she'd start Christmas shopping in October. So to me, and which is a smart thing to do, yeah. Um, especially for me who doesn't like crowds, but I, I'm a procrastinator to the bone. And uh, well, if I could shop on the 24th, I would, because well, then I don't have a choice. Once you're with a lady, you know, they tend to do that. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, so I got this for your brother. I got this for your mom. And, you know, you're like, hey, great. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. There's I mean, 10 less things I have to worry about. Exactly. So, she, no, I mean, I'm, I, look, I'm, I don't have good stories because I'm very lucky in terms of my marriage and I'm very lucky in terms of my job. So there's not much humor there. Mm. So, well, I'm sure if we dug, <laughs> well, you might want to dig with her. She could probably tell you some funny stories about me. You're probably just talking to the wrong person in the marriage. I love it when the yeah the the, the person who is responsible for all the uh, marital strife or whatever is just like carefree. You know, yeah. that's like my dad. I, again, I don't. This is not the my dad episode or anything <laughs> like that. But people used to say about him, he's not a he's not a uh, he doesn't suffer from stress. He's just a carrier. <laughs> well, that's definitely our relationship. Like I tell you. I think I told you this once before, um, and not so much lately, but in the past, a lot of our arguments ended with, Andrew, you got to calm down. You're so stressed out. She goes, you're not stressed out enough. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, and I'd always laugh at that. And I go, well, that's why we get along. That's exactly it. Yeah. They know that, that that's why they ruin your mood sometimes. I'm not talking about Andrea, yeah. Andre, but anybody, any woman, they, they, they're not happy until they see physically, they, you know, can see that you are upset. Yeah. And then they go, okay. Well, in my Then they house, know you get it. Yeah, well, the good thing is- You can't be cool and go, no, I get it, I get it. Because you, if you got it, you'd be freaking out. In my house with my wife and my kids, like, you know, in terms of the day-to-day discipline stuff, and, and again, I don't have anything funny here because my kids are pretty good. They're really good. So we don't really have to do a whole lot of stuff, but Andrea tends to be the strict one. And mm. then I just come in for the real heavy-duty stuff. Right. So the, all three of them kind of know that if I'm really mad to just just run away. There you go. But for the most part, I'm the mellow one. I'm the happy-go-lucky one. But if I get mad, then it's a bad thing. When you turn green and start Basically, bursting out of your purple yes, exactly. pants. exactly. And then I have to hitchhike into the next episode. Why did the Hulk always have purple pants? Isn't that weird? Maybe he got a deal. <laughs> He's like, he never changes yeah. pants. He just, like, all his clothes get ripped and everything. And then all of a sudden, he's wearing, his pants are purple. I, I don't know. Well, like and a also, swing state. And what happens if you're if a new guy comes to your town? And he's like looking for a job as like a line cook or anything, and all of a sudden he has you've never seen him before, but he has purple pants. Don't you go, wait a second? Hmm. Didn't I just read about that green guy two two cities over? Yeah, described as five hundred pounds, yeah. muscular, green with purple pants. He, this guy has purple but pants. But this guy's not green. Exactly. He's not five hundred exactly. pounds. We gotta keep an eye on this banner guy. <laughs> So. One shelter resident was spotted with blood on his hands after the incident, and uh, cops, they still have no motive. They're seeking information from the 67 residents who live in the shelter. The shelter made headlines last year for housing dozens of sex offenders without uh, informing the public. The Blasio administration claimed now dozens of sex offenders living in one, it says 67 uh, residents, well, I mean 66 now. Yes. Yeah. And so... Um, couple of dozen sex offenders in one fucking place and they're like nah there's no reason for people to know that we have an enormous number of homeless sex offenders 
uh, you know, living here. Uh, people need to know that kind of shit. I think. Excuse me, best- but I mean, isn't it like sex offenders? Don't they? I thought they had to like tell people, you know, where they are, and they, I know they have to report to like the authorities and stuff like that. But don't they have to the knocking on doors and shit like that? You're supposed to remember. I guess that's only when you have a ha- like a, there's eight houses on the street, not. Oh yeah, there's thirty thousand on this block or some shit. But I mean, it seems as if you'd have to post a sign. Well, I don't know how it is in the city, but I know on Long Island with these uh, Facebook groups, if anyone tries to move into Merrick or Belmore that has some sort of sexual predator aspect to their life, it's on these boards. Everybody knows about it. And you send the Hulk over to handle well, it. Well, you know, you just—it's funny. I think that last year. Somebody got run out of town for it, and I had zero sympathies. So. Get out of town. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just thinking the what they should do with these homeless shelters for the uh, sexual deviants is just make a room where you can just incinerate them. Well, that's one way to go. Yeah, and because then, then they they wouldn't be around anymore. Yeah, it would neutralize that threat. It's let's say there were three dozen of them. So it's effective. Yeah. So and there's really not you. The thing is to be a sex offender now. Sometimes you can become a sex offender just by. There was one guy I, I recall this story, and it's probably been off repeated. But he was he was being a, uh, uh, I guess he was urinating or something like that in public or something, you know. And it went from like because of some shit that he did after that. I don't know if he exposed himself to the officer uh, or if he was, a, but he was just he didn't handle it very well. Right. Probably drunk, and um, yeah, now he's a sex offender, you know. But whereas he's not like one of these permanent right. recidivist type fuckers that you can never reform. Also, here's another one. There was a 15-year-old kid who had sex with his 15-year-old girlfriend. The family of the girl, of the woman, uh, of the girl, rather, they didn't want to prosecute this kid. They liked him, you know. Yeah. But, you know, when, when it came to light, I guess it wasn't really their choice. And the judge, I mean, this, now this kid is a registered sex offender for life. Yeah, you kind of shut holes in my theory there. Because maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe those ins- people shouldn't be incinerated. There's some that fall through the cracks. Yeah. So and, who knows how bad these sex offenders are? I'm, right. I'm pretty sure there's no 15-year-olds right. living in this shelter. But No, you're 100% right, especially 2019 with the way the culture is. Anyone can be a sex offender for any reason, and I have a different definition definition of sex offender. Right. I wish that you know? I wish that we had your definition yeah, still. It like was a I lot have more. The, I have the guy in the bushes creeping with the mask on or the guy that's driving around schools with the with a van. Those are my definitions of people that should be incinerated, not a 16-year-old boy that has sex with his 15-year-old girlfriend. Right. Or the you multimillionaire know. film mogul who just, you know, wants to get a little something for casting an actress. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, what's the big fucking deal? Yeah, if you can't do that anymore, I mean, <laughs> if you, honestly, if you can't use your power cuz they say that like anybody you date or, or have sex with or anything that's under you in terms of like not as successful as you then it's like you've the power differential makes it such that they can't say no uh comfortably or something and i think that's ridiculous i mean like uh you, look uh, you don't have to fuck anybody i mean your pussy is yours right, right. not you joe but i mean you no, know, my pussy talking is my, to you you know who yeah, i mean my pussy is my pussy that's right your yeah, pussy is your pussy exactly and and, and you don't feel compelled to fuck your boss you know like if that was true then like think of all the gay people who would be in positions of power forcing guys to like okay i guess i have to (laughs) fuck i didn't want to be gay i gotta lick your ass now oh geez uh i mean that's not the way it ever happens so that i know of i mean it might happen a time or two the black rooster the black rooster somebody who was kind of curious anyway i really it's none of my business but what i'm saying is that like, if you can't use your power as a famous person as a successful person as a rich person to get women then what's the point there is no point 
what to provide for your family. But I mean, <laughs> I don't even have an answer for that. No, it's just the worst. It's yeah. just the worst. So uh, I, I, people should reconsider their idea of what exactly constitutes some kind of sexual harassment, I guess. And, and that's the most important takeaway from this homeless shelter murder. Uh, the de Blasio administration uh, claimed they claimed to have it cleared of sex fiends after a re- and we're reading from the New York Post, by the way, after a resident of the shelter named Rodney Stover, he was 49, allegedly raped a woman in a bathroom of the nearby bar uh, patron. Now, that that bar, this is actually in a very nice neighborhood, I think. I think it's like Turtle something like that, or like it's it's over on the uh, east side in that real ritzy area where, where you have Tudor City or whatever it's called, and uh, it's a lot of money, like... I think it was uh, originally like George Washington had some property there or some shit like that. I mean, it's like really. The original George Washington? The guy? Uh, n- 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 no, Reverend George uh, Washington. Not George Washington. The soul Carver. singer. No. <laughs> like the guy? The Delaware guy? <laughs> Does anybody ever just stop with, with Washington? Yeah. Oh, they're talking about Carver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the guy? The George Washington? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it, what I'm saying is old money and like. Um, it's uh like I, I keep I, I I keep saying Turtle it's Turtle Hill and then there's another one over there. I mean these neighborhoods are small. I mean these are just like little blocks. I know nothing about it. You can call them whatever you want. I'm just going to go okay. Well yeah, but I care about what. Uh, right. I, I mean I know I, you strive for accuracy. There, there are but... listeners strive for it. I insist well, on I know, it. I, I want to compromise my integrity <laughs> as a journalist. Exactly. In February, Governor Cuomo demanded police probe an alleged gang rape at the shelter and several more violent attacks. Have broken out since. Wow, a gang rape. Hmm. I did not know about a gang rape over there. Now, now, a gang rape at the shelter is what you expect when you have, like, a whole bunch of sex offenders. You would uh, think it would happen more often. Well, yeah, and, and that it would be consensual in some exactly. cases, you know? Exactly. Because, uh, you know, like, oh, I hope I don't get raped by yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. you know? I am... <laughs> I'm dropping this pen now. A bit of a deviant mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Um... Shelter residents told the post they're scared. You know, you have to sleep with one eye open around here. And, and a homeless shelter, again, like, you know, and I, I think I brought this up uh, recently with what, uh, Jessica Rotundi, another Long Island resident. Yeah, but she's, she's Suffolk. from Suffolk. Uh, <laughs> totally different world out in Suffolk. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. She explained to me the way yeah. you Nassau people are. Yeah, it's, it's you know, proceed at your own risk. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. Uh, they, I, I love it out in Suffolk. I mean, if you go far enough out, it's like you're in Florida. Oh, yeah, but if, you have to go two hours. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I've seldom been there. Yeah. As nice as it is. But uh, two assaults of, on staff members now, it says. Uh, now, there was a guy who got, who got beheaded uh, in one of these shelters. Like, it was his first night of being homeless. I'm sure he's like, you and know. And his last. He's, <laughs> he's going, I think I'll just, uh, hmm, I'll put my socks on the radiator yeah, here, exactly. like I've seen. Oh, we're homeless together. Let's tell hobo stories. You know, I don't think he was prepared for the reality of mm-hmm. it. But then again, what, I mean, like, the guy was... Clearly, I think he was pretty unhappy anyway. City Human Resources Commissioner Stephen Banks, that's a name we need to remember. Uh, he, he said that the NYPD is conducting a review of the security and safety needs at the shelter. Blah, blah, blah. They always give you this. Yeah, you know, like, so it's horseshit. Here's what's being done. Right. 
a, re- a review of the security and safety needs at the shelter. Now, that's something that they probably have allotted a certain amount of time for. Maybe they've appointed like a, a sub-commission or something to go in. An and go intern. Like, okay. You know, well, no. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is like high-dollar people oh, you know, who right. go in with their clipboards and they, and they have no – like ask them. Right. Ask them what what would make you feel secure here, and then, well, how about a lock on the door. Okay, that would be a start. You know what I mean? You don't. It's security needs at the shelter are really. It's not something you got to plan to no. go in and review. Right. You just say, I mean, I, I bet the cops could probably just go. Well, yeah, here's why this happens. A Department of Homeless Services spokesman rubbed his butt with it. Said in a statement, "Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of the victim. We will have more details uh, about the case." Um, when the investigation is completed, she says, now they're, they're committed to improving shelter safety, they say. It was a serious thing that happened. And I'm sure it would be good. I, I, I care about these things because, you know, you see homeless people around so much now. Um, it's progressed. You know, the one I was that I had mentioned um, outside of a Starbucks right around the corner, there's like now it, there's a a couch they have a couch outside i don't have a fucking couch <laughs> yeah. they have it under the scaffolding and it's just you know now i have a nice couch to lay on like jesus fucking christ they're spoiled. i mean that's what happens you want to throw away a couch like, we just make them pick it up now they have a couch which if they took that and put it someplace where they lived you know fine but i mean like come on fuck really you have a living room now i now they're running they're running extension cords into the Dwayne Reed next door for their lamp I know I sound very like um, jealous unsympathetic yeah (laughs) jealous jealous. okay fine Jeff (laughs) as you wish an elderly woman was in critical condition after being mowed down by a Brinks truck Brinks truck near Columbus Circle Saturday. 85-year-old was walking near the intersection of Broadway and West 61st Street, and she was hit by the truck. She sustained severe head and leg injuries, rushed to uh, the hospital, and the driver of the truck remained at the scene. I think if you remain at the scene and you're not drunk or not high and you act sympathetic, yeah, you know, yeah, like, okay. did I get her? Did yeah, I yeah, get her? Yeah. Is that 50 <laughs> points? You know, it's like a video game. Not for an 85-year-old woman. Come on, man. That's like a fucking, that, that's an alley-oop. That's nothing. All right, 10 points. I mean, uh, but the, uh, the, the, I saw puddles of blood. Her arm was completely ripped up, said a witness. <laughs> Stephen Paca, 59, he told the Post he heard a loud bang when the woman was hit. Okay, all right. Oh, I mean, see, it was loud, loud so yeah, maybe, maybe all right, thirty points. It shattered her fucking arm. Apparently, the driver on uh, the driver on accident backed up and ran over her leg again. On accident. Well, we don't know that. I mean, right. I, I love that the guy is saying on accident. Yeah. Why, why are you defending this driver? <laughs> I mean, like, just tell us he did it. This is what you saw. You don't know what his motivation was, unless the guy was going. I am not intending to run over her leg right now. If she doesn't move, I'm going to run her over again. Hey, what was that I hit? Hmm. Let me throw it in reverse. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, bus drivers, you know, they can't be. If they stay at the scene, they are good. Yep. They, they. It doesn't matter if they're at fault, if they made the wrong turn, if they if they, if they, they made a turn up a one way. It doesn't matter. If My, you stay uh, at the scene, you their union, I guess, they have yeah. it so that they cannot be, like, prosecuted or lose their job or be disciplined in any way my father when he lived in new york he worked for transit he was a mechanic a bus mechanic and one of his friends was a bus driver and the guy probably had seven or eight people over the course of his career <laughs> it's just fucking bananas it just every it seemed like every other year it was like oh yeah he hit someone else he hit my someone God. else fucking nuts how many casualties how many dead uh, 
I, you know, I got to be honest. I don't know if any of them did. Well, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, the guy uh, here that we we need to focus on those buses do run very well, don't they? Your dad, the mechanic, did a great job. Yeah. Oh well, he. Knows I never what he's see doing. A, bu- a bus broken down. Yeah, I try not to even Can look. You at imagine them. getting up under and working on this, like something that fucking complex and big. Well, the good thing is you don't have to jack them up like a car. They actually, you actually go under. There's like a space where the bus pulls in, and you're in like this, it, for lack of a better word, a ditch underneath. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I've seen those things. Yeah, yeah, they have those at uh, like regular like places you get your car yeah. worked on. Sometimes, yeah, you can get yeah. under and look at it and. Uh, uh, I guess. I don't know. My don't dad's know. a mechanic. I can't do anything except pump gas. I've been trying to get your dad in here to this fucking podcast. Well, he's in Kansas. Well, let's not- do some interesting stories because this is a woman getting hit by a car. All this right. is a guy getting murdered in a homeless shelter. Who cares? How about an FDNY worker caught masturbating inside a Manhattan subway station? And he's only one of three city employees busted in the last day. Is that what that is? In the busted, last day? Busted in less than 12 hours. Wow. Three city workers arrested, not all for masturbating. A uh, cop spotted... Now, this is this is where you get... This is a little curious because you think a guy masturbating, probably in his 40s, 50s. Mm. That seems like a 40s, 50s kind of thing to do. Yeah. Because at that point, you know, all right, if I talk to these girls, they're just going to run away. And if I try to get a date, she's going to be a big... So he's like, just decided, I'm going to be one of these masturbating in a station, guys. Yeah. Well, he's 74. 74? Alfred Simpson, 74. Simmons. FDNY, 74? FDNY, 74. He must be, he... <laughs> he must be in great shape. <laughs> what does he do? I don't know. I pushed a ladder button. He's the guy that stands in the middle of the street when they're back in the trucks, back into the garage. Yeah. Can you stop masturbating and come over here? <laughs> And, and guide us in. Use both hands. I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, please. I'm only one man. <laughs> Give me a second. Inside a public bathroom at 42nd Street Bryant Parkway Subway. 74. No, that's a little different. He's 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 in a he's he's in the station, but he is in the bathroom. Right. Where you're supposed to have some privacy. You know. Okay. So I guess this takes it to a point where he's like a gay dude. Then right. He's like obviously he's like. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna I'm, either you're trying if you're trying to have privacy, you can you can bust a nut in a fucking stall. I would think without being discovered. Yeah. If you have a door. Yeah. And I don't even know that. I guess it should be illegal. You're just supposed to shit in there. I mean, but shit shitting it, anywhere else is is against the law, sort of. You know what? I got to be honest. If you're if you want to bust a nut in a toilet yeah, in yeah. a stall, and you close the door, why is that a crime? Well, you know, I mean, obviously that's probably not what this guy was doing. Right. So we go. I understand him being arrested, but why is that a crime? That's <laughs> yeah. a good question. And I don't know that it is, but I, I mean, because. Uh, but if it is a crime, it's it's a very easy one to get away with, yeah. I would think. Just like, oh, just a minute, okay? <laughs> I mean, the crime is actually being able to jerk off and come with the smell. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine it smells very good. I suppose it's probably not the most, uh, There's the, you know, I hope you have your phone with you because you're not going to want to look around uh, at the, you know, but I think it must be a fetish. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, right? he I likes can't. the smell of farts and shit and turds and pee. I think he's getting away Puke. with uh, a good thing if that's what that bathroom smells like at 42nd Street Station. What could be worse? Well, probably <laughs> smells like death. Fortunately, I don't know from oh, experience. Oh, there is a dead guy in there. I've, yeah. I, first of all, I didn't know there was a bathroom in any subway station. Yeah, me neither. That's a new one on me. Yeah. Uh, police searched him. They found drugs and arrested him on the spot. They searched him. I bet that was a I, that's <laughs> a much co- a much coveted job in the NYPD. Where's the new guy searching the masturbator? Yeah. Uh, 
Hey, look at this. He's a fireman. <laughs> oh yeah, I know how much they love each other. Yeah, exactly. They, there is a there is a rivalry mm-hmm. between the uh, bravest and uh, and the finest. Yeah, those are the adjectives. It's, it's New York City's finest, and uh, of course uh, the uh, FDNY, New York City's bravest. I am New York City's funniest. I, I mean, I'd say that top ten. That's right. Top. I'm in the top. I would say decimal point something percentile of funny people. Although I will say, I found that people who grew up in Long Island tend to be funny people. I agree. They kind of just are funny. Simmons, who works for the fire department, he's a, by the way, a, a human resources administrator. Oh, good. Cause I don't like human resources. Sounds to me like, yeah, a city employed masturbator, uh, mm. a human resources administrator, but uh, he was charged with possession of a controlled substance and public lewdness. I do. I am glad that jerking off in a in a stall, if it is a crime, is a crime. I think it should be, although I can't really say why. Uh, you know, about two hours later, Department of Sanitation worker, uh, garbage man, thirty-seven year old Rafael Casamiro was busted in Staten Island for driving the wrong way down a one-way street. Well, well that's I, legitimate. Yeah, he he did have marijuana uh, and busted on drug charges. So that that seems pretty legit. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. a that's a very dangerous thing. Masturbating the wrong way down a one-way yeah, exactly. street. And by the way, the sanitation is New York's strongest. Oh, is that what they are? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> but odor isn't everything. <laughs> I As believe they're New York's strongest. Uh, Queens man, Tashim Struther, 46, allegedly got into an argument with his wife that turned violent when he began punching her in the face and shoulder in front of their child. Again, what is... The, I mean, if you're doing this in your home, similar to the stall... I don't know why there should be a crime. That it should be a crime. I guess it should be, but I mean, like, um, you know, it sounds to me like this was this was just a, a husband and wife working some shit out. You know, in quotes, working some I mean, shit out. I don't know exactly what she did to provoke the mm. violent part of this, but um, you know, clearly he was provoked. It sounds that way. I mean, by either circumstances in his day, or mm. uh, or by her personally. So uh, when you look at these situations, you, you it's it. I know there's a tendency when someone gets arrested, you just go, well, they're guilty. But I mean, hey, you know, like, I mean, and he might have done it. It don't make him guilty, though. The problem is it used to be that way. Like we were talking about the um, sexual predators before. And if you go back 10, 15 years ago, the minute I find out someone was raped or assaulted, I want to go out there with the gun and everything and shoot them where now I have to take a step back and go, how did it really happen? Because Mm -hmm. everything now, it's just... You never know who's telling the truth anymore. And that I liked it better the old way where you you shot first, ask questions later, where now you have to, well, what really happened? Like you have to find out the real story where back then it was just, let's go take the guy out. Yeah, I know. It was better that way yeah. because you had some certainty that when, you know, it wasn't so easy to be accused and uh, of, of rape. Yeah. And I've heard the figures, some people say, and I don't know where they came from, but they, they cling to it. Whenever they get a good statistic, they don't let it, no matter what statistics come on afterwards, it doesn't matter. There is no debunking a statistic for for people who enjoy those like really hard, like one in five co- college girls will be sexually assaulted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was the one that I heard a lot of that. Um, it's Why would you send your daughter to it college? It would be ridiculous. If I had a daughter, she would not go to college. If that was true. Of something like that is extremely damaging, right? Oh. Obvi- obviously. Yeah. Uh, if you did do it, it's extremely damaging. If you didn't do it, it's a hundred times worse. A yeah. million times. Infinitely worse. Okay, so the... I guess the point I'm making is that like uh, they they change those college rules a lot, 
but when you but those that statistic clearly isn't true. Right. It can't be. It right. just can't be. Right. But people will believe any statistic that they hear just because, like, well, that's you know, it's numbers. If but, it fits your narrative, you're going to use it, even though it's total horseshit. Yeah, which is like, uh, it's too bad because we wouldn't. It's it's I. The statistic that they use for false claims, that's what I was trying to get to. Um, that was just an example statistic. Right. And they cling to it. The one that they cling to on this is that it's something like um, 2 to 8% of the cases uh, 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 when there's a reported sexual assault or rape are unfounded. Uh, they're actually false reports. You know, They, they think the false reports lie somewhere between 2 and 8%. First of all, <laughs> That's a pretty, that's a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. Two to eight Two to percent. Eight, yeah. How do you, right. So you figure that they're already like trying to downgrade it by going, uh, it's between, but why not just go zero to eight percent? Right. Like, sometimes none of them, but eight percent. And, and if you talk to police, they'll put it a lot higher. Of course. And I think that it, it certainly must be a lot higher than that. Eight, eight. And even if it was eight percent, that's eight guys out of a hundred accused. Right. Are just like going, are you, f- I, that's a huge fucking issue. That's a lot. How you like that pussy now? And you know, getting it even up to eight percent was a battle. They wanted to keep it, you know, a lot lower than that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, someone's like, look, this is the whole thing is ridiculous. We got to bring it up to ten, and then like, well, we'll give you eight. You know, maybe eight. Yeah, it's we'll I mean, give you eight, but definitely not ten. Yeah, it was a negotiation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and how do you negotiate statistics? Right, right, right? exactly. But you can. So. Uh, point being that, uh, yeah, this guy got into an argument with his wife <laughs> and punched <laughs> yeah, her in the how face. Did we get there? <laughs> I don't know. He's charged with assault, disorderly conduct, endangering the welfare of a child. That is such, you hear that one a lot. Endangering the welfare of a child. And I wonder, man, that's broad. Definitely. I mean, you would think teachers could get, I mean, often do that. And not in, even in a sexual way or anything. Being mean to them or something. I mean, endangering the, the welfare is just a gigantic word. I don't know. Right. I'm sure that it's more specifically written out. It might it. not be. Mm-hmm. It's the law. It might not be more. It, it You're right. Broad. Yeah, they might. Some of them they like to keep broad just so yeah. they, they can bring them in on something. Well, in Midtown early Saturday, a guy fell asleep with a cigarette in his hand and he caught on fire. This does not usually have a happy ending. That's what happens when you smoke in chair. Because uh, he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, <God>. Don't <laughs> smoke in chair. The 43-year-old man was sitting outside uh, a building on East on was 53rd near uh, 5th Avenue, so West 53rd Street, just after 7 a.m. That's almost in. The, that's where it becomes East or West. You might not have known that, people. I definitely didn't. But know But 5th Avenue is a dividing line all up and down because you know Broadway takes that hard hook over to the uh, to the to the west. Okay. As it goes up, you know Broadway doesn't stay. It dog legs. You understand? Uh, and uh, and and Fifth Avenue. So if you ever trying to figure out if it's east or west on whatever street, no. There you go. I'm not talking to. You who know, I'm talking to people who may be curious. We always try to like uh, fill in a little bit of New York City information here. So, look, if you just moved to New York City, boy, do you ever need this show. Yes. Because you're going to want to remain sane. And this is the show that, that'll help you do that. His wheelchair burned down to its frame, by the way. Uh, emergency responders quashed the small blaze in less than 20 minutes. Oh, less than 20 minutes. Wait, how can it be a small blaze if it burns the wheelchair down to the core? Well, uh... 
it's uh, it's it's small relative to the fucking skyscrapers. I was going to say relative to a building. Yeah, relative to a building, but yeah. a small blaze. I mean, really, it does. It's the heat, not mm. the size, that matters, and that's what women have always told me. Uh, reassuringly, the snoozing, the snoozing smoker uh, then dropped the burning butt into his lap as Oof. he fell asleep uh, smoking that cigarette on 53rd Street near Fifth Avenue. Of course, 53rd Street is where you can find the Broadway Comedy Club over there on Jerry Orbach Way. Wow. You know, that's what they've renamed that part of 53rd Street, Jerry Orbach Way, guy who donated his eyes when he died. Uh, when did he die? Oh, years ago, many years ago. Oh. I, don't, I don't know, but uh, Jerry Orbach from uh, what it's L. Not, I was saying like Law and Order, of course. Yeah. yeah, his wheelchair burned down to its frame, as I said. So uh, the guy was taken off. He only had first degree burns on his legs, so he, they must have got him out of that chair pretty fast. His arms were burned bad, though. Uh, I don't burn bad. First degree burns. I mean, they. I guess a first degree burn can be a lot worse than I realized. I thought if your arms were burned bad, that's that's a second degree because you have this like you know the shit that happens afterwards. The uh, I mean, I've burned flesh off my hand before, just fucking around when I was drunk with a Zippo lighter, putting in too much fluid and trying to reenact that big flame scene from Grease Lightning in the in Grease, you know? Mm -hmm. I do know that, yes. I get all of your 70s slash 80s references. And I burned the fuck out of my hand. I had fluid all over my hand. It didn't go out right away. and was, My reactions were slow. But if you were badly burned, here's a good thing to do. Soak your hand in ice water for as long as you can leave it. Take the heat out of the burn, and it's not going to hurt for days. It, it'll hurt only for a little while. This guy saw a lot of smoke, too. Uh, a guy sitting in a wheelchair smoking. This is a this is an issue, right? I mean, like, I know that cigarette smoking is um, normally done outside in New York City, mm -hmm. but if you're looking for a place where you can smoke indoors, there are a few. Karma Lounge you can smoke in down on, uh, that's on the Lower East Side, around 1st and 1st. The nexus uh, of the universe. First, yeah, around the... Oh, wait, it's not first and first, but it's near there. Yeah, exactly, the nexus of the universe. Yes. And just a few blocks up from that is Karma Lounge. It might be on 7th Street or something like that in that area, but it's, uh, it's definitely down Lower East Side. And you can go inside and you can light a cigarette and smoke it because it's a hookah lounge and they have exceptions and they do a show there too. They do a comedy show. At Karma Lounge sometimes. I think it's on Fridays most often. You can smoke and do comedy and watch comedy in that old fucking environment. Where The thing is, is you can't even smoke enough cigarettes to overcome the powerful smell. It's a hookah bar, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, hookah attracts fucking... Uh, Hipsters? Uh, oh, and okay. <laughs> 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 Joking, of course. But hookah has a strong smell. Okay. And, and uh, it smells like fruity. And oh. so to overcome that cherry smell, people who don't even smoke cigarettes, you know, light it up, guys. Come on. Let's get it smelling. I, really, nothing smells worse than a place where you smoke all the time. Oh, absolutely. And looking at the at the totality of what we're trying to accomplish across the police department here, uh, let's see, well, the guy was burned pretty bad. That's the point. Okay, Sounds like yeah. it. Uh, Joe. Pat. Did you hear about this business that occurred over the weekend? This is really something. This is this is this is one of the uh, this is one of those stories that you, that, you, that you hear and it's just unfortunate, but it happened. These two uh, girls they went to a holiday party. Seems they had a few drinks. Okay, they're walking arm in arm like girls do. Yes, when they're all dressed up, especially, and they were both wearing heels. Okay, they get off the A train at the Broadway station. Um, I want to make sure I have that right. Not that it matters. Uh, say Brooklyn, okay, Brooklyn subway platform. So this happened in violent Brooklyn, you understand. 
Doesn't it always? They got off a southbound A train at the Broadway Junction Station. This is a little after midnight. Well, since they were wearing heels and they were drunk, one of them was a little uh, unsteady on her feet. Mm -hmm. And after they got out of the train, toppled back into a space between two cars. Her friend tried to catch her, but she was too heavy and she was pulled down. So now they were both between the cars. Both were wearing high heels. Both were visibly intoxicated. That's according to witness. Uh, 33-year-old Kwame Martin. He's a, a software developer in the city. Uh, now they were arm in arm. One of them stumbled back, fell in between uh, two train cars. He said her friend tried to catch her, but the weight was too much for her. They both fell on the tracks between the two train cars. Then, well, as it does, the A train started to leave the station. <laughs> Martin added, you could hear them screaming as the train rode over them. You could hear bones crunching. Oh, fuck. Uh, so one dead. One Only got one? Her, one got her arm hurt a little bit, but the other one, yeah, I guess that would be the bone crunching one. Yeah, I guess. Wow. Uh, law enforcement sources uh, offered a nearly identical account, saying the woman appeared to be highly intoxicated. And uh, yeah, the women did, and they were staggering on the platform before one lost her footing, fell between there. Yeah, so it uh, it looked like one tried to grab the other. Sort of said uh, Martin said people on the platform desperately tried to keep the train from pulling out because they you know, obviously it's going to crush the women. Yeah, and uh, you know honestly it was terrible. This is another witness. Uh, everyone's re- oh no, this is Martin again. Uh, Martin said, honestly, it was terrible. Everyone's initial reaction was to bang on the train to alert everyone inside to hit the emergency red button. I guess, you know, that's a tough ask because people are like, what? Huh? What? Yeah, what? And then seconds and then it's gone and then it's happened. You know, by the time you've ascertained that, that there is a reason to do that, right. I assume the doors were already shut. That's, you know, clear. And, uh, you know, that nobody, there was just confusion there. So the uh, the conductor activated the emergency brake at twelve twenty one, when he saw the women fall between the two cars uh, as the train was leaving the station. So he threw on the emergency brake, so it stopped pretty fast. Mm. It didn't roll over them all the way out the station, but um, that's the way it, that's the way it occurred. Cops came immediately because uh, there's a precinct at the train station. They were right there, and uh, they had to take the the car apart to uh, get under and remove the bodies. The cops uh, have to clean that up. Well, I mean, it's not just a cleanup; it's just, it's a it's an attempted to, to try to save them. Well, I'm I'm saying once it's well, the once FDNY, it's all said and done, like who cleans that up? Who cleans it up? Yeah. Uh, the well, I think the cops do. Get out of here! Because yeah, there's like a there's not a like a particular service if somebody jumps down. And I, I've heard I all I know is that the cops like if there's a head down mm-hmm. there, until um, until. It's the investigation is complete. Of course, nobody can go near it, yeah. and then so like obviously, uh, the idea is to clear the tracks as quickly as possible. So, I guess they don't want to. Uh, I mean, it's the cops' job to pull the bodies off there. Yeah, I mean, like because it's a dangerous place, and yeah, uh, even with everything turned off, I mean, I guess shit can go wrong. But that's that's the way it happens. And then you know they find a head, and they, you know, probably make it talk and stuff like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> do a puppet show uh, a little ventriloquism uh, you have to keep a sense of humor and and people do this virtually every day you know i mean like we we, we talk about the ones that they report but yeah. I mean, like there's, you know this this happens all the fucking time somebody jumps in front of these trains all the fucking time yeah i feel bad for the engineers 
Why is that? Well, because they're just doing takes their job. Takes them off their schedule, yeah. Well, yeah. That, well, then I feel bad for someone like me that needs to train to be on schedule. But sure. if you're an engineer going to work that day and then some EDP just jumps in front of the train, um, now your life could be ruined. And that's, that's not cool. Not supposed to call them EDPs anymore. Did you hear that? I did. They're that's why. I, that's that. why I called them that. Yeah. So Ed Edps Edps. Yeah. That's why I said it specifically for that. Emotionally, uh, what is it? Disturbed person. Yeah, disturbed pussies <laughs> who want to take their own life. Uh, uh, cops came immediately, as I said. So they were there quick, and they they took the they took the car apart, and they got her out. The sort of the the dead the dead girl. Her identity is. Um, withheld right now pending notification of her family i'm sure they found out uh by now but uh, the the newspapers you hear that it does not update no it you just, can't refresh it you buy it and that's it but it doesn't mm-hmm. run out of batteries neither true uh the one woman uh that she was 23 now the other woman the survivor um i'll tell you her name she's 24 year old jennifer fuentes suffered an injured arm she was taken to the hospital so i wonder if she's the one who initially fell or the one who was pulled in oh, i boy. something tells me it's that that the one who was pulled in survived yeah i would think so the one that was originally falling she bore the brunt of everything i would imagine uh and then she has to live accident. with that the rest of her life and then she has to live with it for the rest of her life she has yeah. to look and see she's got half an arm and then remember what happened <laughs> well, i don't know if it was injured that bad no, I don't know. if uh i'm just thinking if it, you hear it a crunch <laughs> hey look if you lost your arm it would take away that survivor guilt probably mm. i lost my fucking arm sure i lived but i mean i got fucked up too like, I look, look at this stump yeah, look at you- it and then, like, you just hit someone in the face with it and go, you like that? You what, like that? Could you do that, you think? Could I think you, so. Yeah, like, if you're sitting next to someone and you have a stump, you could definitely smack them in the face. No, you could nudge them in the face. Absolutely. You could, you could I mean, Well, it's, it would be like if I clubbed you with the microphone right now. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. <laughs> it's not an iron, but a piece of metal. No, but just in terms of the flexibility. Club me with it. <laughs> no. Just in terms of flexibility. If, if you taped the microphone to a stump, yeah. you wouldn't get that same... You you don't get that thwack because there's nothing heavy on the end of it. It's just the stump. I mean, like if you if you slap somebody with a stump, it would be unpleasant. They wouldn't like it. Yeah, nobody of wants nobody wants a stump near them. Yeah, you don't want to touch a stump. Right. And I know that there's amputees who listen to the program. You're fine. Yeah. I'm with you, but like, generally speaking, and I know that you know this better than I do. People have a certain revulsion about stumps. Right. And they don't want to. Now, if you find somebody who loves your stump in a sexual way i well, think and then you're talking about that's potentially the love of your life right you know if, if because you go wow we are meant to be together i have a stump you're sexually aroused by stumps you know it was meant to be it was <laughs> <laughs> a man uh identified uh, as fuente's boyfriend he declined to comment after visiting her in the hospital uh, so yeah subway riders at the station now what do you think their reaction was now my reaction to this is very simple. Um, you're drunk in public. You have an accident like this. It's nobody's fault, including your own, because it was an accident. There's really, obviously, um, you know, there may be different designs or whatever that, that could like stop something like that from happening. I really don't know. This wasn't their first time on the train. They know how trains work, and it is an unfortunate accident for which no one is to blame. Although it is the responsibility of the drinker who, uh, you know, also knows how alcohol works, you know, to a certain extent, 
you know, was unfortunately in the wrong place uh, as the train was taking off. That That's the way I feel about it. I mean, I don't know your take. No, I agree. And it's, it's going to come out as I'm victim blaming, but I always say I, I'm very old fashioned. I, I think that um, I, I'm always concerned if someone I know that's a female goes out and gets, you know, shit faced. And I'm always concerned that they're going to get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. I always, it, it just, by a train. Well, yeah, by a train or <laughs> someone with a stump or something like that. I just, <laughs> it just always worries me. Now I never think worst case scenario, you're going to fall backwards into the train. Sure. But I just, or walk in front of a car. Right. So, um, I'm not, I'm not victim blaming, but I wish ladies would not drink and get shit faced and then walk around by yourself. See, I, I think that's, and it's almost to the point where ladies should be very reluctant to walk around too much by yourself anyway. I agree 100%. You don't necessarily Especially need a heels. man, but a buddy system, you know. Yeah. And and don't go arm in arm. Yeah. Um, Cut the shit with the arm in arm in the heels, please. It's really Yeah. It's really an obnoxious yeah. thing yeah. to do. And yeah. you know they're laughing and giggling and being loud. Just showing that they're like uh not pick up a bull, I always think right. is kind of like what they're trying to indicate. Yeah. Look at us, we're friends. Yeah, look, we have friends and we're arm in arm and we're fucking annoying. Yeah, so um subway riders at the station, of course, their reaction is to call for additional safety measures. Mm. I like that their qualification is they were at the station. Yeah, I was there, I saw it. So now let me tell you what's <laughs> what the fucking problem is with our subways. Mm. Uh, a woman who identified herself as 25-year-old Allegrese, or Allegrese, All Grease. Mm. Her name is All Grease. A-L-L-E-G-R-E-S-S-E, All Grease, said uh, that um, she had been to China. Oh, wow. Well, maybe you should have fucking stayed there if you like the subway Mm. so much in China. She said where there are uh, walls between people and the tracks and they don't have accidents like this. Yeah, we should do a lot of shit more like China, I guess, Mm. right? Like Eat dogs. Yeah, eat dogs, exactly. Mm. Be able to shut down the internet with push of a button. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, um, every uh, industrial video where someone gets crushed by something, China. China. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do, yeah, their safety. They're known for their safety measures. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and have you seen them drive? Excellent drivers. Yes, excellent of course. Drivers, yes. Yes. Excellent parkers, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Yeah. That's uh, the country to model, your, model yourself after. Oh, if there's one country mm-hmm. we can be more like in terms of safety procedures, mm-hmm. China. Yep. Uh, Juan Wicks, 46, agreed. Oh, wait, this is two random ass fuckers at the subway station? That, that happened well, to go to China? Let's make some fucking changes. Mm. I don't think, well, apparently this one didn't need to go to China because he's listening to all Greece uh. or she, uh, whichever one it happens to be. The MTA, I don't know what kind of name, Le, Le, I got Lawan, I don't know, Lejuan. The MTA needs to start thinking about ways to improve the trains to make them more modern and avoid these accidents. Well, you know, it's very difficult to do that if they don't have a certain amount of money to right. do the research and make mm-hmm. the improvements. And that comes from, oh, riders. Uh, so if if you're a passenger who jumps the turnstile, you're it's basically your fault. I'm laying it at your feet. Oh, so am I. And if you jump the turnstile, fuck you. And be careful, uh, because you can bust your ass, like <laughs> yes. as we saw yesterday on TBD. Uh, if you did watch, it was it's this very funny teenage girl who was like smirking as she was trying to climb over the the subway turnstile, and she you don't need to put your feet on that mm-hmm. turn bar at all. But she did rested her feet on it. It went back, clipped the, and then the, you know came back, cut her feet off from under her. She's in the air, pretty, and and it just fucking face plants. It is extremely amusing to watch hilarious doesn't do it justice it is i watched it about 20 times yes Mm -hmm. christ 
And if you watched our broadcast of it 20 times, you really want, you probably watched it 200 times because he kept running it that's, over. Yes, and over. that's true. Yes, I did. <laughs> I couldn't true. get enough of it. I loved it. As someone who pays for the subway, <sighs> uh, injuries that happen to subway uh, turnstile jumpers are always funny. And, and, and not the fault of the fucking turnstile. No, of Although course I not. Although I could see them trying to sue. Like, how can you make it with functions like that? Yes, exactly. Or if it's a male turnstile, I'm sure it's their fault. It's rape. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, she was she was robbed exactly. by the turnstile. I don't know if you've heard uh, Thrill of the Kill podcast yet, but if you haven't, you should definitely check it out. It's the Thrill of the Kill with Larry Izzo, ex-exterminator comedian Larry Izzo. He's a frequent guest of this show, does his own podcast now, informing us about, you know, some of the various uh, rat and uh, cockroach facts that, uh, and there's so many cockroaches and rats and so many facts, so much shit that could, uh, that can help you out. So there's tips and stuff like that. Um, but it's also just like a lot of gross out good bug stories and stuff. So um, you'll get to hear those. Here's what it sounds like. I've only been stung by some stinging insects only because uh, New York City, it's a buggy place. An odd, you know, situation like me being on a beam or something and wasp nest being in back of me. That shit happens, but New York City, it's a buggy place. Absolutely. But it's adrenaline that gets you because if you're pumping more adrenaline, they'll fly past me and hit you. They sense adrenaline. They sense the fear. Then you go in for the kill. And I play that so that you'll hear it's so well edited. Oh my God, by me. Look, it, it helps me if you check the show out. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm promoting a friend. I'm also promoting myself because I'm very proud of the way the show sounds. And I'm, the content itself is also excellent. So check it out. Uh, I'm co-producing with Larry Izzo, ex-exterminator, comedian Larry Izzo, who uh, 35 years in the pest control business knows a thing or two. The Thrill of the Kill podcast. And by the way, I want to say thanks to some people who have recently rated and, uh, and reviewed at my request, this podcast. Thank you for for actually hearing me out on that because um, I got to tell you, it's very disheartening when you have to see people saying these uh, terrible things about you and you have no, I mean, there's there's no recourse. It's like they just get to do it. You don't get to argue that. Uh, so like I, I want to specifically say, you know, uh, you know, thanks to, uh, by the way, make sure to say which ones are, are helpful or not helpful too. That makes a big difference. See, right now, racist and not funny. I had to turn this off when both of the hosts agreed that really Giuliani and his broken windows policing system is what reduced crime in NYC. When non-biased studies, ahem, comp stat, have shown that there were other factors in, in you know for reduced crime rates. I never argued that there weren't other factors, okay? I just said that uh, that was... Uh, that the, the, the fucking broken windows thing was a big deal. And you're an idiot if you don't think that it, that it contributed to cleaning up New York City. Uh, in New York City, anybody who knows anything, and that's, you know, there are still many, know that they'll tell you, yeah, Giuliani, that's when he cleaned up the fucking city. Remember? No question. Yeah. No question. You were here at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. All Giuliani did was send a lot of black and brown people to jail, making their lives harder in the long term. So that's all he did, huh? Mm. That's it. Well, you know, to, to think that you were right about that and everybody else is wrong, and I don't care about your fucking, whatever you think is such empirical evidence and shit like that, non-biased studies, uh, <laughs> comp stat. Uh, look, broken windows policing works. 
And that's the deal. And there's and if and so if you're enforcing things like that's what he started with the people washing the windows when they would wash your fucking windshields, the squeegee people, the squeegee people, yeah, he enforced that. Guys. And he's like, okay, now the people who piss in public, that and yeah. and every step, there's no way you can enforce that. There's no way. Mm. And they did. Yeah. Turnstile jumping is another one. So like, yeah, okay, De Blasio is sort of uh, taking some of that out of the picture. Has to, so how is that working so far? I know that you, you, I understand the crime statistics you would cite to support that. Uh, not every crime produces a fucking body, though, and it doesn't happen overnight. So I'm not saying that there were not other factors. I never, ever said that. And, and that's all you're saying. Non-biased studies had shown there were other factors. Of course there were other factors. And even if I didn't think there were other factors, just saying that, that Giuliani did the whole fucking thing doesn't make me a racist. Racist and not funny. Okay, fine. You don't think it's funny? Hey, you know what? I don't think you're funny. I think we're all racist in 2019. Everybody. Well, the word has no meaning anymore. I, 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 I guess you're right. And they put it in the headline. Mm. Okay, so here's a headline from somebody I do appreciate. It says, "Comedy is not racist." You jagoffs, five stars. <laughs> now that's the guy. Thank you. Excellent podcast. Pat's comedy is amazing, and his guests are always amazing as well. Thank you, and Joe thanks you. His guests are usually fucking awesome. I appreciate that review. And was this review helpful? Yes. Uh, was the review helpful from the other guy a second ago? No. So you got to click those yeses douche. and no's. The reason you do that is because that, it's it sort of, uh, it gives credibility to the good reviews to say they're helpful. And it takes away the credibility of the bad ones to say they weren't. Pat Dixon, this is another one. The podcast to end all others. This is from Dynamite Thunder. Now, right. a guy named Dynamite Thunder, who's obviously a professional wrestler, right. loves uh, what I'm doing. Pat Could is, also be a male stripper. Pat Dixon is nothing short of brilliant when it comes to the crime report. Never once will he compromise his integrity as a journalist. There's somebody who's been listening for a minute. <sighs> telling you. And he'll always find the silver lining in every Bronx murder. Intelligent, dark humor, and 1110 would be uh, an 11 and 1110 would recommend Pat for your next uh, bar mitzvah. Uh, I, I don't understand what that means. An 1110 would recommend 10 out of, 11 out of 10 would recommend Pat for Maybe your one out of 10. For your, no, no, it's a two ones, Joe. Oh, okay, two okay. ones. I didn't know if you were confusing you think, a one and a slash. It, you think I don't know a one from a fucking slash? I don't know. Jesus, I'm sorry. Thanks. For, and you're chewing gum, by the way. I noticed that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You want me to leave? I'm not a school marm, okay? Mm. Would recommend Pat for your next bar mitzvah or wedding ceremony. Much love from Wisconsin. Thank you. He signed it, Dustin. Hey, guys. I've never met Dustin in person. Nor have I. But he's obviously a fan of the show, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much for writing that review. The next one is Love It. Oh, by the way, was it helpful? Yes. It was extremely helpful. Thank you, Dustin. Now, uh, love it. Five stars. So funny. Great look at NYC through the eyes of a comedian. Keep up the great work. The racism comments are crazy. Thank you. My kind of luck. Was that helpful? Yes. And then the next one's headlined racist. <laughs> Very original. I couldn't even finish an entire episode. The next one, racist, was this review helpful? No, extremely unhelpful. Racist snowflakes by, by oh yeah, well we've, we've read this one before. Oh boy, racists, racists. 
It's really annoying. It's really annoying. It doesn't it's like, even mean anything it anymore. Does, it, yeah, it doesn't mean... It, see, that's... But the, the problem with that is is that a lot of people don't know it doesn't mean anything Right. No, I, I agree with so you. So they hear, oh, racist. Right, right. I'm trying to get rated in other places as well as Slovakia and stuff, where I am. I'm rated... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, like, the, the latest numbers here that I have on, on, on where we fall worldwide on, on some of the uh, charts. And it's pretty uh, interesting to, to, to find out some of the places where the show is popular. It's popular in, for instance, like uh, we're on the chart in Portugal. Nice. 241. So that's a new, I think we just now appeared on their charts. That's not particularly high, but we're talking about a thousand, you know, out of yeah. a thousand. And we're also talking about how many podcasts are there? Hundreds of thousands. Uh, 129 in Israel. Thank you, Israel. If you live in Israel, by hey, spread the word. Definitely. And that's down from uh, where it was previously last week, a little bit higher than that. 118 in Indonesia. Hmm. Indonesia. A small little cluster of islands. And it's uh, a very strange place. You know, in Indonesia, there's some very peculiar diseases. Uh, you get uh, HPV that turns you into a tree. You get... <laughs> There's babies that smoke routinely. It's a, it's it's an odd place. I'm always interested in anything that comes from Indonesia. I mean, like sometimes they'll have a fucking what what are those big waves called? Uh, you know, tsunami. A, a tsunami coming and just fucking take out the whole fucking. And now I'm charting there because I'm not afraid to acknowledge how good the people. I don't know whatever. Uh, now Slovakia number forty eight comedy podcast in slovakia you're like the hasselhoff of germany in slovakia well i'm i'm, I'm number 48 it's pretty that's awesome. that's two digits yeah we're also two digits 94 in latvia nice. hey guys i don't know how to tell you how much i appreciate you guys sharing the podcast getting a friend on board somebody who likes podcasts likes to listen and understands what comedy is we're down to a four out of five star rating so uh you know when when you do rate it make sure to give it five stars because like it, we're, you have to even if you think it's only a four you have to counteract all these unfair ones because i'm getting ones and fives uh at a rate of uh about five to one about roughly you know so uh Oh, and as far as like in the middle, only five three-star reviews ever. So nobody's right in the middle on it. Yeah. And and so express your extreme, extreme like of the I can't tell you what to do. You know what you like. You know what to do. Fuck. I mean, like, look, you just want to listen to the show. I'm good with that. But if you're a fan of the show, you want to help, help me out. Then, like I said, Thrill of the Pill. Uh, thrill of the Pill. Thrill of the Pill. That's, That's... a different podcast. <laughs> That's my podcast. Yeah, there you go. It's a different one. Thrill of the Kill podcast with Larry Izzo. Uh, and, uh, you know, subscribe to and, and whatever with that. And also, uh, you know, make sure to rate, review here if you can. If you can't, whatever. I, what can I tell you? You know, I mean, I, I appreciate your ears and your brain. And I appreciate you guys just being, uh, you know, the, the fucking the fans of the show are better than other people. Absolutely. They are 100% in favor of comedy, generally speaking, they're interested, they care about things, you know, uh, and, and they, they care about things like accuracy, you know, you understand the value. I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So Joe, I appreciate you too. You know, uh, I never thought that I would meet you when I first started doing the show and uh, we've become friends over the years and it's it's a very valued friendship that I have and, and one that I don't uh, ever want to take for granted and uh, one that uh, it means a lot to me personally that, that you're willing to hang out with uh, a, a guy doing a show like this. So thanks. Pat, it's an honor. Uh, I feel the same way about our friendship and I figured that before we met, you held me at a certain level. I thought after hanging out with me a bunch of times, you'd be like, oh, he really is just a ham and egger. 
No, you are. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. But I'm a ham and eggers myself, right. and you know what? That's those are the best kind of people. Of course. And uh, so uh, yeah, Subway Hero Joe Lazito, uh, who, who saved an entire train car from certain death, and is uh, to this day uncompensated and unrecognized by the city of of New York in terms of the bureaucrats and and the courts for having done what he did. But he's not he's not not recognized by New York City Crime Report listeners and fans, Joe Lazito. Thanks one more time, Joe, for being here. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm.